0: And welcome to the Moisture Farm Report, the Star Wars podcast that will bring peace, freedom, justice, and security
1: to my new empire. Your new empire? <laughs> Don't make me kill you. <laughs> I threw you off track there, didn't I? You weren't expecting <laughs> No, that.
0: I was I was actually waiting for you to say it. I'm so <sighs> glad you did. <laughs> oh dear. Thank goodness. I was I was gonna have to cue you in. Uh, Maybe it would have been funnier if I didn't. Page. I know. <laughs> Um, But yes, welcome to the Moisture Farm (laughs) Report. Uh, My name is Adam Wheeler and Joe, and joining me, as always, is James Matthews.
1: How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. I've uh, just been watching some Clone Wars before we did the episode. I went through a certain Mandalore arc, which I won't say anything more about in case people haven't watched it yet. But,
0: oh, that was painful. So um, involving involving a certain sateen, yes, one might suggest. Okay, okay, I think I know what <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah, um, well, I'm feeling is... a little bit
1: rough after that. So yeah, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> so where, are, um, how far, how far from the season finale are you
1: at the moment? Um, I think I might be only about four or five episodes off of oh my goodness. the end of season five. Come on, it's such a good finale. (laughs) I cannot wait for you to get
0: there. But, you know, just as I've brought up now, I mean, my goodness, the end of season two...
1: Here we are, mm. how how have we done it? How have we made it already <laughs> it 's just flown by i know i 'm surprised it feels like we only just started recording episodes i'm like how are we how are we nearly done already we
0: We literally just started the podcast the other day didn 't we? Yeah, it was yeah, we were just talking about salacious bee crumb and now we 're here <laughs> yeah. it's it 's been a mad journey, and but one that 's been absolutely amazing and it 's been fantastic to have all of you along. For the ride mm. um i mean um yeah i i can't wait for season three now to be honest james because we've already been planning right
1: yeah i've been coming up with so many ideas for episodes and stuff i want to talk about to the point where i'm like do we need to do more than 12 episodes a season <laughs> <laughs> we might have to we might have to create like a b-side <laughs> maybe we should do like shorts on tiktok because sometimes i find <gasps> subjects and i think oh this would be really yes. cool to do an episode on and then i realize there's nothing like to it apart from just so like this thing so, happened so like a
0: little, so, like, like a little minute long sort of brief on like a character or something
1: like that yeah something like that. it's about time that we actually used our tiktok account because i don't know the last time i even logged into it but but how do you even use tiktok i don't really. can someone teach us how to use tiktok
0: please because we're because we're too old of course <laughs> <laughs> we were we were here in the early days of twitter so you know this is a this is a big step we grew up um... on myspace <laughs> it, and it was our myspace and now it's now it's all your space um right before we go on too much of a long tangent i think we should cut it right there and uh <laughs> and get into today's topic james how do you feel about that
1: fine <laughs> let's do
0: it My goodness, my hair is absolutely crazy. Um, so, James, um, what, for the final time this season, mm-hmm. what have you brought for
1: us today? Well, as uh, everyone will hopefully be aware, we are one week away from, or when this episode goes out, we'll be one week away from Obi-Wan Kenobi debuting on Disney+. Oh,
0: Obi-Wan everybody, Kenobi! Everybody, everybody just stay calm, stay collected, okay? Everyone, get, <laughs> everyone just hold on to something because I can't wait. Keep your
1: thirst in control. (laughs) Literally. Oh,
0: I can't wait. Anyway, sorry, carry on. on.
1: (laughs) So we thought, you know, this week, who better to talk about than Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. I I mean, it's taken us this long to actually do an episode on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And given that he's probably one of our favorites, I think we've already discussed this, whether he is our favorite or not. He's definitely in my top five. Mm. Is he in your
1: top five? Um... I feel like i might have to cut this in case i get uh hounded on the streets but he's actually not <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying i dislike obi-wan i i think he's great i just he's not one of my top five favorite characters hot takes but, james hot hot takes i oh, know most things kenobi are going to come after me after that aren't they
0: yeah just so we're clear james has slandered obi-wan kenobi so uh <laughs> let's move on and the end of the episode
1: <laughs> i got him yes Oh no I fell into my trap no. <laughs> don't sound like that <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, carry on so yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm going to be bringing up a series of books. Uh, I'm not going to be talking about the entire series because there's like 18 of the books and that's a lot to Ooh. talk about in one episode. But I'm going to yeah. be talking about the Jedi Apprentice series, which I'm going to show here to Adam. Have you heard of these before? Have you, outside yeah, of me, yeah, mentioned them? no, I them? have.
0: Um, you've definitely mentioned them before, possibly in the What If Qui-Gon episode. Uh, okay. I think you might have mentioned them. I, um, I, I don't know that much about them.
1: Yeah, so there were a series of young reader novels that came out, uh, but I think, after 1999. I think that's when they started. So they kind of tied in with A Phantom Menace. Right. And they're a series of books written by... The first one was by Dave Wolverton, and then the rest of the series by Jude Watson. And okay. they are about young Obi-Wan Kenobi and his time with Qui-Gon Jinn as his Padawan. And I've been looking forward to talking about these for a while, because they're books that are very close to my heart. Like I, I think these might have been the very first Star Wars books that I read, and the kind of first... The first sense I had of Star Wars outside of the films. So this oh, wow. was like my journey into the expanded universe. And for a little while, actually, I, I think this was one of the inspirations I had for when I messaged you and said, do you want to start a Star Wars podcast? Because oh, wow. I, I remember looking up someone, looking up, uh, trying to find people talking about these books. And I was like, no one is talking about them. They were so cool. <laughs> and I couldn't find, I've since found people talking about them online in other podcasts and stuff. But I was like, this is so cool. Why is no one talking about the Jedi Apprentice <laughs> series? We should do it. We should talk about them.
0: And he is we've now reached the point where the dream is fulfilled. This is it. This is what we've been building up to.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it took twenty five episodes, but (laughs) (laughs) This should have been the first one we did.
0: I mean I'm stunned because I've I've never read them, um and I haven't Mm. really heard that much about them either. i but I suppose um the things that I grew up on, I suppose, outside of the films were things like magazines, yeah or the visual dictionaries or the games or things like that. I kinda wish I'd read the books though, because I was really into sort of Harry Potter books and things like and like Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who books, even yeah. back in the day. So I feel like I would have been really, this would have really got me. Um, this yeah, this would have really captivated me. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, what what are they about?
1: Uh, like I said, they're about Obi Wan's time as Qui Gon's uh Padawan. But the two that I'm going to be talking about today, uh, is the first one, The Rising Force, which is the one by Dave Wolverton, and the second one by Jude Watson, The Dark Rival. These actually don't feature Obi Wan as Qui Gon's Padawan. Oh. Because they're the story of how Obi Wan became Qui Gon's Padawan.
0: Right. And okay.
1: The th- one of the things I love about these books is that they're the story of how Obi-Wan almost didn't become a Jedi Knight at all, and how he almost took up a life as a, as a naive young farm boy on the Outer Rim.
0: Oh, so almost <laughs> almost becoming what Luke
1: almost did, one could say. Exactly. Um, it's like well, Star Wars in reverse. Or
0: Obi-Wan taking on the Thanos Root, as it were.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so in the first one, Obi-Wan destroys half of all life in the universe, and then in the second one... And he goes and becomes a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets beheaded by Chris Hemsworth. That's so weird, though, thinking of Obi-Wan as a as a farmer. That's, yeah.
0: I mean, I suppose, though, had he not gone into a life of, you know, a bit something more grandeur, and going in, you go into the Jedi Order, I suppose, yeah, what, what else would he have done, I guess, <laughs> other than be his usual, calm, collected, wise self? I, I feel yeah. like he wouldn't have gone on and done something brash or extravagant yeah i suppose he would be content just with a farm and yeah, yeah. you
1: know raising life and i don't know yeah i can he, see it he could have been a careers advisor maybe or like a youth mentor maybe or a or a, or a barista maybe yes he could he would have been yes. a good barista actually he would a very
0: good barista yeah anyway this that is way too strange of a tangent <laughs> yeah. he's, anyway okay so he's not qui-gon's apprentice no this is obviously the point where he gets inducted into the jedi order
1: uh well this is set eight years before the phantom menace when Obi-Wan is 12 and about to turn 13. So he's already right. at the temple, and he's one of the younglings that Yoda teaches in a kind of group lightsaber sessions.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And the important thing about him ne- nearly turning 13 is that in the Jedi Order, the rule is if you're not taken on as a Padawan by the age of 13, then you've, kind of, you've gone past the point you're too old to become a Padawan and you have to leave the temple and be reassigned to another part of the order.
0: And is there a reason why 13 is the cutoff?
1: I don't know. I assume that must be human-specific, because when we talked about Yaddle, for example, she was a Padawan at 200.
0: So there must be maybe some sort of, I don't know, some sort of point where... You know, you know, when you... <laughs> it sounds like to me, you know how you can learn a language much yeah. easier when you're a kid and it yes. just becomes exponentially harder. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe there's this sort of purity of being young, which mm. you're able to tap into the force much more than once you've sort of become more mature. And yeah, yeah I don't know.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I assume they've probably got a complicated temple where it works out like species to age ratio of <laughs> what the cutoff point is for a Togruta or... Um, or yeah, a Wookiee or something yeah. else. So yeah, what's facing Obi-Wan is he's coming up to his 13th birthday and he is worried, like, no one has picked me to be a Padawan yet. And if I don't get picked in a couple of days' time, I'm going to have to leave the temple. And he's been told, uh, have you heard of the idea of Jedi Service Corps? Um, no, but I am intrigued. Fill me in. That sounds... Fa- that
0: sounds in l- like the... um. I'm dr- okay, Hospitality Service Corps? <laughs> like, like <laughs> becoming like a bartender or, or a, or a barista <laughs> or a barista exactly it all is.
1: oh i wasn't expecting that when i was drinking a <laughs> cup of tea um yeah so it's, it's i don't know whether this was introduced in these books or whether it was an idea beforehand but the uh in the jedi order it's not just you know jedi knights and masters and padawans that's not the only thing jedi can do there's also the jedi service corps so there's the there's the agricultural corps the medical corps the Educational Corps, and the Exploration Corps. Right. And this is essentially people who don't become Padawans and don't go on that journey to become a Jedi Knight. Mm. They get reassigned to one of these other groups, and they go out into the galaxy still using their kind of force connection to help, you know, with, with agriculture, with medicine, with teaching, that kind of thing. So they still go and bring the ideals of the Jedi and the compassion of the Jedi out to the galaxy, but not necessarily as peacekeepers and warriors. So this is the fate that's facing Obi-Wan as he's looking forward to his 13th birthday, because he has so far not been taken on as a Padawan, and there are no Jedi Masters at the moment around the temple who don't have a Padawan to take him on. But he's in luck, because he receives word that Qui-Gon Jinn, the revered Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn, has come to the Jedi Temple, and Yoda arranges for Obi-Wan and another one of the younglings, a guy called Bruck Chun, to have like a duel before Qui-Gon. With the idea that, you know, essentially whoever wins Qui-Gon might then take them on as a Padawan. Mm. And Obi-Wan is thinking, great, this is my chance. I know I can beat Brock Chun in this duel. I know that I can, you know, show Qui-Gon what I can do. He can see my great lightsaber skills, my force connection. And Obi-Wan does win the duel. But he also gets, while he's uh, dueling Brock Chun, he gets easily frustrated and he's desperate to impress Qui-Gon. And he kind of lets a bit of his anger out and it really shows in the way that he fights. So after the after the duel, Qui-Gon then speaks to Yoda and Yoda's like, see, isn't it great? Don't you love Obi-Wan? Look how good he <laughs> is with a lightsaber. Take him on as your Padawan. And Qui-Gon says, no, I do not want, oh. do not want to take this boy on. I saw how wow. angry he was. I saw how desperate he was to impress me. And Qui-Gon actually is worried that Obi-Wan might, you know, be susceptible to the dark side.
0: And if, well, I mean, if Qui-Gon remembered Count Dooku as being susceptible to the dark side and going mm. away, then that could, if, if this is around that time, he could that could feed into his fears for Obi-Wan. yeah.
1: It's funny you should mention that because it's not necessarily his master he's thinking of; it's actually his former apprentice, a kid called Xanatos, oh, who was Qui-Gon's right. original padawan, and uh, they had a bit of a frosty relationship. We'll just put it that way. Uh, mm. Xanatos was a lot like Anakin actually. He was very you know confident in his abilities, and he was very powerful with the Force and very good with a lightsaber. Right. But he always felt that Qui Gon was holding him back, so they yeah. always had a lot of conflicts. Uh, but things kind of went really awry for Qui Gon and Xanatos when they were sent on a mission to Xanatos' home world, mm-hmm. which was ruled by Xanatos' father, Cryon. Um, so Xanatos came from right. the ruling family of this planet, and Cryon had become a tyrant, and he was like oppressing his people and abusing them. So Qui Gon and Xanatos were sent to like mediate between them and sort this problem out, and it ended with Qui Gon killing xanatos's father oh and so after ah. this xanatos then turned on him and he left the order yeah and qui-gon has never let himself move past that he has always held this as you know his mistake his failure to like resolve the problem peacefully and his failure to essentially keep xanatos on the side of the light and in the jedi order yeah okay so he sees it you know partly as his failure and partly the qualities in xanatos this kind of recklessness this hot-headedness this anger Mm. Yeah, And so every time Qui-Gon sees another Jedi youngling, he always finds a reason to say, no, I'm not taking them because they remind me too much of Xanatos. Mm, I don't mm, want to see mm. another Jedi fall because of my mistakes, because of my failure as a teacher. Which
0: makes sense, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's, it sounds very much like Luke, what Luke was going through exactly. in the last Jedi in a way. Yeah. He's, um, except not quite as far gone, but I yeah. feel quite bad for Qui-Gon at this, at this stage. And yeah. I suppose also this is puts obi-wan in a bit of a weird position because i mean if qui-gon doesn't want him as his apprentice what happens to obi-wan does obi-wan just get passed to the next prospective master <laughs> or does he get cast away entirely
1: well that's the thing he does get cast away entirely because they say what? well you know if qui-gon is one, there are no other jedi masters here who are free what? for a padawan at the moment you're gonna turn 13 Sorry. in a we couple had a, of days we
0: had a, we had a short list of one <laughs> yeah.
1: and, uh, and he said and no that was it <laughs> and you had no backup options for me no great exactly it is quite harsh they say essentially to him like i'm sorry Qui-Gon was your last chance uh and that's failed so we're gonna have to reassign you to the agricultural corps. enjoy your life as a farmer (laughs) fun times have fun kid all these great great grand dreams you had i mean just put them into a potato plant (laughs) exactly go and help people grow plants on this barren planet yeah so they, um, yeah. the Jedi assign him to a planet called Bandamere, which is, it's not exactly barren, um, but it's a planet that's dominated by kind of mines and like resources, mineral resources right. and things. Yeah. Um, it's not inhospitable, but they struggle growing plants. So Obi-Wan is going there essentially to be like Matt Damon in The Martian and use his nice. force powers to help grow potatoes in rocky soil. Nice. And he's like, he's obviously devastated because it's his dream to become a Jedi Knight. And he's thinking, great, now I'm going to go and I'm going to help people grow apple trees instead of, you know, zoom zooming around with a lightsaber. (laughs) But he's in luck. Again, he's in luck. Because when he gets on the ship to Bandamere, he finds out that he's not going alone. He's actually going with Qui-Gon Jinn, who has also been assigned to a mission on Bandamere. That must be... Kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on Bandamir, like I said, there are loads of mines going on, and there's two big rival mining companies. You can tell this is Phantom Menace era because it's all about corporate conflict. Yeah. Yeah. There's the there's a home planet mine, which is the one owned by the native people on Bandamir. And then there's the mm-hmm. Off-World Mining Company, who are we'll just say one of them is the good mining company and one of them is the evil mining company. Okay, and Offworld okay. just wants to dominate all of the kind of mining operations. They want to take over the Banderir mines. They want to take all the wealth for themselves. They want to essentially enslave the workers. And they do it by kind of like destroying equipment, vandalizing sites, intimidating people in the streets. So Qui-Gon is being sent there by the Senate to like negotiate and mediate between these two companies and say, look, can you just please stop doing what you're doing? Let the people in the Bandamir Mine get on with their work. Stop trying to enslave them this is not cool. Please listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Obi-Wan sees Qui-Gon on the ship and he thinks, oh, this is perfect. This is my, you know, I've got another chance here. First of all, I got this entire trip to here to convince Qui-Gon why I should be his apprentice. I can put together my PowerPoint presentation, my kind of pros and cons list of how good I'd be as a -A 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 Jedi apprentice. But he also thinks, oh, if Qui-Gon's going here to sort out this problem between the two mining companies, if I can help with that, or if I can actually solve it before him, you know, he'll have to take me on as his apprentice, right?
0: Interesting. Yes,
1: absolutely. So this is this
0: is the proper audition.
1: Yeah, that, the other one was just like you know, it was just kind of like a warm up act. This is it. <laughs> well, that's what Obi Wan thinks, but Qui Gon says like emphatically, absolutely no. So he's sort of just he's there with him.
0: Yeah, as as he's as Qui Gon sort of talking through the plan or talking through the objective oh there's
1: not even any plan like Qui-Gon says look we're just on the same ship together we just happen to be going onto the same planet but we're on different missions <laughs> this is pure coincidence <laughs> do not get involved because you might mess it up like this is not a test this is nothing
0: mm.
1: and Obi-Wan yeah. naturally doesn't listen and he thinks you know Qui-Gon says that I shouldn't get involved but of course he's, he's probably testing me right like he's hoping to see some initiative mm. and yes. and even if he's not if I do get involved and I do solve this then, again, Qui-Gon's not going to have any choice. He's going to think, yeah, actually, Obi-Wan's pretty cool. He's the real deal. Mm, yeah. So they um they arrive on the planet of Bandamir, and true to Qui-Gon's word, they go on their separate missions. Obi-Wan goes off to the agricultural core place to grow potatoes, and Qui-Gon goes to the capital of Bandemir to meet with the heads of Offworld and the Bandomir Mine. Can I can I just add something here? Yeah. Does, does Obi-Wan actually know how to grow potatoes? I don't think... Or is think... he going to learn? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've grown potatoes before and it's not that hard, but then I've not grown them on an alien planet with an inhospitable climate, Cause, so...
0: Because, like, cause like, surely the assignment to the different core must be related to an expertise that you have, <laughs> yeah. right? So, you like, you go to the medical core if <laughs> you have a proficiency or a yeah. past experience, or at least, if, I guess, if you're 12 or 13, maybe that's a little bit... But maybe, like, kind of a too
1: proficiency for sort of force healing or something yeah
0: yeah or maybe or maybe you learned something from your dad like a couple years prior which helps helps (laughs) do i don't know but yeah (laughs) Or
1: maybe you um maybe you have to fill out a questionnaire when you start the jedi order that has like you take your preferred backup option like when you pick gcses at school and you have to put down like your two backup ones actually this is probably a tangent but you mentioned a kind of family connection this these books came out before attack of the clones when it was confirmed that owen lars was like anakin's stepbrother yes and i say that because before that film came out there was a theory that owen lars might have actually been obi-wan's brother and that's why he was raising luke wow so this was before that it had been decided that that wasn't the case so there are a couple hints thrown in that obi-wan does actually come from a farming family and in one of the later books he does mention a brother called owen and it was written like that so that like if that was the case if george lucas decided yeah owen lars will be obi-wan's brother they're like great yeah. we've already established that in the books and if not yeah, they were like yeah. doesn't matter he's just got a brother called owen anyway
0: yeah that's brilliant okay fantastic and would have really changed the <laughs> landscape of all the uh owen lars memes going around content, oh yeah right? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> sorry that was a bit of a tangent but i, I love it was it yeah, yeah um yeah. so yes qui-gon goes to mediate between the off-world and the bandamere mining kind of head honchos And he's in this conference room and he's waiting for the head of off-world mining to come in. And who comes in but this sort of youngish man in kind of opulent, luxurious robes, uh, kind of dark hair, a notable scar on his cheek. Oh. In the shape of a broken circle. And Qui-Gon looks at him and he's like, blooming heck, that's my old apprentice Xanatos wow okay right here we go the tension is <laughs> rising yeah so qui-gon is instantly on his guard because he thinks right if xanatos is here there must be something going on because this guy you know it can't be a coincidence that i'm on the same planet as xanatos there's got to be he's preparing himself essentially for a fight but xanatos comes in and he greets qui-gon like an old friend um and one of the other bandamere mining people they say oh you two know each other and xanatos is like yeah i used to be his apprentice but you know it didn't work out but we parted as friends, it's all good. And Qui-Gon's yeah. thinking, we definitely didn't part as friends. <laughs> I killed your yeah. father. <laughs> you were pretty good. mad about it.
0: What yeah, he's probably thinking, what is going on here? What's he What's he trying to do? What's yeah, his, like, what's, what's his... the play here? Yeah,
1: okay. But Xanatos, he presents himself as a legit businessman. And he, he actually comes to the band of reminding people and he says, look, about all that stuff Offworld was doing here in my absence, the kind of vandalism and the destruction and the intimidation not cool, don't agree with any of it, I'm really sorry, I'll help pay to like make amends and replace broken equipment and stuff and they all love him, they're thinking oh, this is great, yeah. this, we weren't expecting this at all but Qui-Gon's still thinking, there's something else going on here, this isn't right, I don't trust him one bit. It's too charming it's too charming. Yeah, yeah. but he can't quite figure out what it is, there's no evidence that, other than this intuition, he's like Xanatos is not a good guy, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. He's got an X at the start of his name. He cannot be a good guy. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, Obi-Wan, is, he's out in the agricultural bit. And while he's going around his work, he comes across a secret hidden room in one of the agricultural sites. And he thinks, oh, this is a bit odd. I wonder what's in here. And he goes through the room and he finds boxes of explosives in there. What? And they're all marked with the logo of the Offworld Mining Company. And he thinks, this is weird. Yeah. What is the mining company doing keeping explosives in a farming site? So he immediately gets on his comlink and says, "Qui Gon, I've I found something you might like this. This yeah. might be helpful for you. Yeah. I found these explosives that Offworld has been stashing here." And Qui Gon first of all is pleased that like his suspicions about Xanatos and Offworld yes. might be right. He thinks yes. this is great. Okay, there's something going on. I know about it. But he straight away says, "Okay, Obi Wan, hang tight. I'll come and investigate. Yeah. But you don't get involved. Don't yeah. start snooping around." you'll get caught you'll do something wrong yeah, don't yeah. blow yourself up god's sake <laughs> just whatever
0: you do obi-wan do not use the explosives in any of your farming capacities it will not go yeah. well yeah
1: <laughs> that is not the way to dig up turnips yeah but um obviously obi-wan doesn't listen so he goes back at night to have another look at these boxes of explosives uh but as he does he runs into xanatos and a bunch of off-world security guards right who immediately stun obi-wan and carry him away okay so while that's happening, Qui-Gon's thinking, right, before I go out to the, off, to the farming place and look at these explosives, I'm going to go and have a snoop around Xanatos's headquarters, going to mm-hmm. have a look at his office, see yeah. what I can find. And while Qui-Gon's digging around and they're going through the filing cabinets and stuff, he finds a bunch of these sort of shadowy encrypted files about all the different mines on Bandamir, right. even the ones that aren't owned by Offworld. Yeah. And he sees kind of like similar boxes to the ones Obi-Wan found stashed around the planet in different sites. Mm. And he's thinking, what's going on? Why is Xanatos hiding explosives in mines he doesn't own? Yes. What is going on here? And he thinks this has got to be some kind of ploy. Like Xanatos is trying to take over the planet. He's trying to get the wealth or something. Yeah. I don't quite know what it is, but I know that Xanatos is trying to do something. He's trying to dominate this world. Yeah. And so Qui-Gon just thinks, right, I'm going to have to go and confront him. I'm going to have to go and find out what this is before it gets too big. Yeah. And so he goes to one of Xanatos' minds where Xanatos is. And Qui-Gon's like, look, dude, I know you're up to something. Just tell me what it is. <laughs> and Xanatos takes out his lightsaber that he kept from his time as a Jedi. Ooh. Which is, first of all, forbidden. Okay. Like, and Qui-Gon even says, you shouldn't have that. You don't deserve what, that. What, what colour is his lightsaber? What colour do you think it is? Uh... For, a, for a mean old boy. Uh um blue. No, it, it's a red one. Uh, it's a red one. Oh okay. He's got a crimson boy. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> so Xanatos takes out his lightsaber and he goads Qui-Gon into fighting him. Um and it really like escalates straight away. And Qui-Gon easily has the upper hand because he's a Jedi Master. Yes. And Xanatos didn't even finish his training. Hmm. But then Xanatos whips out a second lightsaber. A, a blue one. Ooh. And Qui-Gon sees it and he thinks that's Obi-Wan's lightsaber what are you doing with Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber? Yeah. And he realises something must have happened to Obi-Wan. He must have, you know, been captured by Xanatos' people or something. Yeah. And Qui-Gon thinks, right, I'm going to have to just forget about Xanatos for the minute. I need to find Obi-Wan. I need to make sure he's okay.
0: Oh, no, this is brilliant, though, because this is I guess this is now starting to see where Qui-Gon's attachment to Obi-Wan starts in a way. Yeah,
1: exactly. And he kind of faints and he disarms Xanatos and takes Obi-Wan's lightsaber away from him. Yeah. And then he legs it. And Xanatos thinks, ha ha ha, you're fleeing, you coward. Yeah. But Qui-Gon's thinking, no, I just need to find Obi-Wan Kenobi and make sure he's okay because I cannot have another child endangered yes. on my watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Qui-Gon, I forget exactly how he does this, but he knocks some heads together and finds out that Obi-Wan was taken to an offshore mining platform out on the Sea of Bandemir that was owned okay. by Offworld Corp. Yes. And when he finds this out, he does what any, you know, noble Jedi master, guardian of peace and justice would do, and he steals a speedboat.
0: Great. Okay. Almost, (laughs) almost sort of in the Rays playbook. In Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like one of the top five items on the Jedi Code is that Grand Theft Auto is okay, so long as it's on the ocean.
0: (laughs) As long as you, as long as you convince them with a mind trick that it's okay, so that they don't feel bad about it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So Qui-Gon shoots out into the ocean on this stolen boat, and he arrives just in the nick of time, because when Obi-Wan woke up on this offshore mining rig, He obviously immediately tried to find a way off of it. Yeah. Uh, But while he's trying to find a way out, he stumbled across another room that was also filled with crates of explosives.
0: Bloody hell, they're everywhere.
1: I know, right? Who keeps leaving these out? It's like a kid with Lego that's just everywhere.
0: Terrible storage um, procedures with this mining company. Where's their gosh cupboard? Come on.
1: (laughs) Although maybe they invested a lot in kind of like um, home organization stuff. So maybe it's all neatly stacked in those like stackable crates. Yes, yes. But when everyone's snooping around, the guards on the rig find him. And they think he's trying to steal some stuff or trying to like steal explosives to fight his way off the platform or something. And so they decide to throw him off the edge of the platform. Because there's a one-strike rule on this platform, and if it's you do anything wrong, you get thrown off the edge into the sea.
0: Oh god, okay,
1: right. But of course Qui-Gon is coming with his boat, he's like skipping over the waves, yeah. and he arrives right when this is happening, and he swings the boat around underneath the platform, and he uses the force to slow Obi-Wan down and catch him, and bring him onto this boat. Yeah. And so they head off back to the mainland, and he's like this, right, great, Obi-Wan's fine, I can just drop him off somewhere. Yeah. And be like, just stay in this cupboard, do not do anything, <laughs> I'll deal with all of this. Stay with the ship yeah stay with the ship of course that doesn't happen and they look around for xanatos and they track him down to the main bandamir owned mine the home planet mine and they head inside to confront him and to finally stop xanatos but when they go in they find the entire place of course it's filled with explosives of course it is and it's yeah and it's rigged to blow okay but before they can do anything about disarming the bombs xanatos steps out of the shadows And he does that, you know, Bond villain thing where he's like, right, I'm going to outline my entire plan (laughs) (laughs) and tell you what's going on here. Great stuff. Okay. Yeah. This is where everyone has to sit tight and with a little cup of coffee,
0: fireplace crackling (laughs) in the
1: background. It's exposition time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Xanatos says that as soon as he knew Qui-Gon was coming to Bandamere, he forgot all about trying to take over the planet and steal its wealth and resources. All Xanatos wanted was to get revenge on his former master. And so he essentially created this, like, elaborate plot, and he rigged all these explosives around the planet with, uh, like, a master charge in this mine. Right. And he said, you know, I just wanted to sow doubt, I just wanted to sow confusion, essentially give you the runaround and toy with you. Yeah. Until I got you at this position where you're either going to die on the point of my lightsaber or in this mining explosion, which he now can't stop. Yeah. And because all these sites are all linked together on the one, like, charge... Yeah. Uh, he says, you know, if... I- if I blow this up, it's not just this mine, it's every mine around the planet and possibly the planet itself will oh, wow. collapse. So he thinks he's got Qui-Gon in a checkmate position because, like I said, he's either going to die in a lightsaber duel yes. or in a planetary explosion which he can't escape. Yeah. But the one thing Xanatos didn't factor in was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Obi-Wan stands here, the hype! Hype time! (laughs) Oh yeah, this is when he actually starts doing something right, rather than just, like, tripping over boxes or something. Yeah. Uh, So what follows is this really cool lightsaber jewel, and I say it's really cool because it's on the page, so you can't, like, see it, but... Do you remember in Attack of the Clones, when Dooku and Anakin fight in the hangar on Geonosis, and they cut through the power cable and it goes pitch black, and they're just lit up by each other's lightsabers? It's like that, so they're in this, like, almost pitch black mine, Okay. And you've just got the red of Xanatos' lightsaber and the blue and green of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's just, like, flashing around the room. Great. But also, it's huge, like, thematically. Because on Qui-Gon's side, this is the point where he finally realises Xanatos is gone. Like, mm. the kid he trained is gone. Yeah. I know that Star Wars is about kind of, you know, everyone can be redeemed. But yeah. I think for Qui-Gon, it's just realising he can't undo any of the mistakes he's made in the past that have led him and Xanatos to this point. Yeah. And more importantly, he can't prevent them happening again to anyone else by Mm. refusing to move on. He has got to move on now from this incident. Mm. And he's got to live in the present. And the present is Mm. Obi-Wan. Okay. And of course, next to him, Obi-Wan's getting this taste of, you know, what the Jedi Knight life is. (laughs) Jedi Knight life. Um, (laughs) Of what the life of a Jedi Knight is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And it's the thing he's always wanted. It was He's using his lightsaber skills and his connection with the Force to oppose people like Xanatos and to protect Mm. innocent lives. Mm. It's why he wanted to become a Jedi Knight in the first place. And he's getting this sense of it and it's kind of filling him. And he, he steps up to another level because everyone he's fought up until this point has just been younglings in the temple. Okay. But now he's facing someone with a lightsaber with the force, with a bit Mm. of the dark side in them. Mm. And someone who's been trained to a much higher level than Obi-Wan ever has someone who was on the path to being a Jedi Knight. And Obi-Wan just like steps it up and he finally matches his kind of lightsaber skills with this connection with the living force that he's never fully had before. And yeah. him and Qui-Gon are just kind of moving in sync together. They're like, they're connected through the force. Yeah, One kind of faints to one side and th- so the other can attack or if one makes a mistake, the other covers them. It's a sort of glimpse of what we see in The Phantom Menace when they're fighting Maul. They're yes. Just in perfect unison Mm. and Xanatos is not able to keep up with this. Of course he can't. Like, he could barely fight off Qui-Gon by himself but this sort of matched pair of a Jedi knight and a Padawan, he's got no hope. Yeah. So he, they force him into retreating and he flees down the tunnel and out through a secret lift. Okay. And, they're thinking, oh, do we chase him? Do we not? They yeah. leave, They let him go because they think we need to disarm this bomb so the entire planet doesn't explode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a bigger priority right now. <laughs> just chasing just after just the demons past. of my past. Well, yeah. So they they let him go and they focus on the bombs and together they're able to disarm this master charge. Okay. Stop all the explosives going off around the planet. And then they come out of the mine, they're covered in like soot and grime and of sweat. They've really been through it, bless them. Yeah. And Qui-Gon acknowledges how well he and Obi-Wan work together down in the mine. Mm. And he says, like, this is a bond that, to be honest, I've only ever felt before with Xanatos when he was my Padawan, and it's something that takes years for a master and apprentice to develop. And he he says that he was wrong to only see Obi Wan as hot headed or reckless before. He was wrong to think that's all Obi Wan was. Wow. But more importantly, he realizes it's not just Obi Wan's good enough to be his apprentice now; it's that he's good enough to be Obi Wan's master. Wow. I just want to read this little bit from the things like the last page of the book. I hope this doesn't trip any kind of copyright sensors. Um, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, Qui Gon says Xanatos is gone from me. He is just another enemy now. The hate is all on his side. You showed me this in the mine when you reached out with the Force and showed me how light can always battle dark. Your courage was extraordinary, even for a Jedi. And I would be honoured to accept you as my padawan, Obi Wan Kenobi.
0: Wow, that's an absolutely unbelievable line, <laughs> and it's just a really heartfelt line from Qui Gon. Yeah. You can really feel that he's
1: learnt now, and he's
0: ready to move on. Yeah. and I can, I can imagine that it's just an unbelievable moment from Obi Wan. Yeah, as well.
1: I mean, Obi Wan doesn't say, "Actually, nah, I'm, I'm fine." <laughs> I s- <laughs> actually am quite okay with the agriculture. Yeah, core, it's actually. quite fun. I'm learning you know. a lot. No, uh... <laughs> yeah, <I love> <laughs> no. Obi Wan, of course, says, "I would be honoured to accept Master Qui Gon."
0: Yay! Great stuff.
1: And basically, Star Wars begins. And Star Wars begins. <laughs> so that is the story of how Obi-Wan Kenobi became Qui-Gon Jinn's Padawan. Thank you so much, James. That was an unbelievable story.
0: And I know that you were struggling for a while in order to, like, try to figure a way to tell it. It does sound like a really long, <laughs> and that there's loads of different moving parts to this. Yeah,
1: I, like you said, it was hard kind of condensing this down, because even though I smushed the first two books together, because they are only about 150 pages long, yeah. and they effectively act as, like, part one and part two of the same story yes um a general tip if anyone wants to read these i recommend buying them in pairs because they do kind of work together as like part as one part two like that right but even though they're so short there's just there's ev- something happening in every single chapter yes it's it's funny when it's a kid's book and you think oh this would be easy to retell and i'm like there yeah. is how do i leave out any of this <laughs> all of this is <laughs> <So> important,
0: important. <laughs> it's um, like all plot i'm still really fascinated by this whole sort of the being reassigned to this service yeah core and, and and how it operates i mean James, I mean, let's just let's throw let's throw some questions mm-hmm. out to you. I mean, if you, okay. if you if you were running your own Jedi Jedi Temple, I mean, <laughs> what, what what service core or what branch of the core would you have that hasn't or, that isn't there already? That not there already? That isn't, you, there, already. You, that isn't um, there already.
1: What would you have? I mean, there's there's nothing there really for like arts and humanities, is there? Um, no, I don't know how you'd no. really use your Jedi skills to perform music or something but that could be quite fun um, i did
0: i wrote that as one of my options i was like the, perform, the performing arts core so where it's just like you go around as a bard just singing songs to people because i mean hey yeah. why, we need we need culture and and theater in in yeah. the world and that spreads messages about peace and yeah you know an intercultural exchange
1: and everything so that's a noble cause for the jedi to do imagine going out in the galaxy and someone says oh you're a jedi knight and you're like no i'm a i'm a jedi mime i'm in the performing arts core <laughs> let me just show you a jedi mime trick
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh dear. It. <laughs> but i've always yeah.
1: found it bizarre this idea of like yeah you know, they get to kind of 13 and you have to just leave the temple because you can't you know because everyone's too hot-headed and angry to become a jedi knight he's too susceptible to the dark side so they think yeah. oh you know the best thing we can do about that is just kick him out and yeah, send him off we, on his own. We don't need to um yeah, we don't need
0: to make him better or we don't no. need to like train that out of him. We just leave him irresponsibly out in the in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, give him a legitimate concrete cause for resentment. I can imagine that there was probably loads of like former Jedi who would would have gone on to be Jedi knights who are now yeah. full on like Either not Sith, but dark Jedi fighting against the Jedi Order <laughs> yeah. as a
1: result of this. It's
0: a gr- terrible yeah. system.
1: And because Obi Wan is still technically a part of the Order, unlike Xanatos, he's allowed to keep his lightsaber. So he goes out full of like bitterness and resentment and anger that he's been left to a life as a farmer. He's yeah. like, yep, yeah, go keep your magical powers, keep your <laughs> laser sword. It's all fine. As long as we I don't see it, it doesn't count.
0: I, I mean, when, when he goes to this planet, is it just him? Has he got any other Jedi? With him, or is it just him I on think his own? It's,
1: I think it was just him. I think I don't know whether there are any that it was meant to meet up with. You know, if the mission had gone properly, but yes. I think it was just him on this planet.
0: Even worse, just I him know, on right? his own,
1: just just like literally isolated. Send an that adult. Is... He is a child. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's literally 13 He doesn't know how to like. Does he know how to cook for himself yeah, or anything? I know. that's ridiculous. There is something about Star Wars, isn't there, which we've talked about before about exploiting really
1: young kids. Oh yeah, child endangerment is definitely a theme of Star Wars. So these books aren't they are legends now so they're not this isn't a canonical story. Yeah. And I recommend reading these. I know they're okay. not canon anymore, but they are so much fun to read. Um even as an adult mm, I think mm, that's mm, why mm. there's not a lot of people talking about them because they're young reader books. But they they really are so much fun to read. They're just they're so small you can breeze through them in a day and there's always yeah, something happening yeah. and there's some great like character moments in there between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon
0: brilliant fantastic well thank you so much james for bringing that and we look forward to some of your other stories which you've got lying <laughs> around We're just waiting to be told i hear that you are, you are you making have you got any of the high republic books
1: oh yes uh, I'm, yeah. I'm reading light of the jedi at the moment which is brilliant so brilliant. good
0: okay well we will we will get onto that probably <laughs> because we've had many of you messaging us on twitter saying that we have to get onto the high republic yeah. but yeah let's uh let's wrap
1: this up i think we probably
0: should Okay, James, um, just around the season off, we can't not Mm -hmm. uh, quickly touch on the Obi-Wan series again, seen as though this is sort of the precursor to it. So what are you most looking forward to?
1: I am most looking forward to... Oh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing some more beef between Obi-Wan and Owen Lars, actually. That looks pretty cool. Oh, yes, (laughs) yes. I mean, that is
0: going to be the rising tension, right? The thing that sort of, like, sends the story in its direction, it sounds. Like, I remember us talking about, like, what is... Then what's mm. going to happen? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that, um, seeing Darth Vader and Anakin. Uh, sorry, Darth Vader and Obi Wan reunited again oh, um, yes. on the screen. Um, and was, we put that post out, didn't we? Are you um, like clapping? You're emotionally yeah. <laughs> unready for the for seeing Darth Vader again. And <laughs> yes, yes, I'm emotionally unready. <laughs> I, oh, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be an incredible day. I mean, how long has it been since we've seen? Those two on screen together in live action. It's ridiculous. It's been, a long time. It's been like
1: 17 years. Yeah, I loved yeah. that quote from um, Gregor where he said he filmed the, season, the scene with Darth Vader for the first time. And he was like, I turned around and it was Darth Vader and I nearly pooped myself.
0: <laughs> it's just, I, it, I mean, it's such a special moment for those, yeah. those actors as well. I mean, it forms such a big part of yeah. their lives as actors and their careers. So to get an opportunity to do that again and not only that, perform with your mm. friends again that you've spent so much time of your life with. It must be great. It must be
1: so satisfying for those two to reprise these, like not just act together, but reprise these roles together and finally get another kind of send-off for them.
0: And and seeing the Inquisitors in live yes. action. Oh! Like, that, I mean, we something we've been edging, you know, been wanting to see for so long. And there's obviously the new mm-hmm. addition to the Inquisitors, that being the third yeah. sister, who I'm
1: so interested with. I know, I can't wait to see more of Reva. I really want to see what her story is. She, I mean, she has to have some sort of connection with Obi-Wan. Yeah. As we've,
0: we've talked about. There's got to be some history there. I... Um, She seems to know him. Um and that point where they meet in the in the in the alleyway yeah. in the trailer, there's gotta be a moment there where, where either they talk about their past or Reva says something yeah. which which Obi-Wan did at at one point in the past yeah. and it stirs him and maybe makes him think, Oh, I'm going to bring out my lightsaber now or something. Yeah. Oh, gonna be amazing. Right. Well, we hope that you guys are looking forward to it as much as we are. And mm-hmm. of course we're gonna be looking forward to seeing your messages, um, your reactions. And I hope you're looking forward to our reactions as well over the next few weeks while we plan for season three.
1: Uh, woo, it's going <laughs> to be fun. Um, James, have you, have you had a fun time with season two? I've had such a fun time. It's been so good coming back and doing this again and getting to talk about some of my favorite characters like Leia and Padme and Kylo Ren. What's been one of your favorite moments from season two? Um, I think the IG-88 story oh, is probably up there. Nice. That was a that was a really
0: good one. I really enjoyed that, and you know you know how much I enjoy our bonkers droid stories. So um, yeah, just just seeing just seeing um, and also knowing that IG88 is in some way like the the whole plot in the Death Star yeah. is like sort of partly canon, which yeah. I love.
1: Uh, <laughs> what was your favorite part of season two? Uh, I th- like I said, going through some of the characters that I really love uh, has been great. I love doing the Wild Space episode as well, like learning about this different part yeah. of the galaxy I'd never explored before yeah. and the video yes, game episode yes. as well doing this like going oh, kind yes. of a bit better for a week that was quite fun
0: yes i think we're well, like we should do definitely do some more meta episodes because yeah. they, they people enjoyed that um oh and what if porkins Can't yes forget porkins. Oh, porkins blessed Gosh, Porkins. That- blessed porkins they look there's been so many yeah. so um what what better way during the off season is there than just going through all those great episodes and just uh, re-listening to them <laughs> exactly and just... go and listen exactly. to them all again <laughs> definitely do it um but yeah we might be back in the off season with maybe some bonus content yeah. who knows maybe a kenobi review who knows maybe a kenobi review um
1: just like our boba fett review so mm-hmm. stay tuned but um yeah i guess it's On that note, it's time to wrap up, James. I guess it is. It's time to wrap up a whole season. So now we want to know what you think about Obi-Wan's farming escapades and the life he almost led out in the fields. Let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you've got any suggestions about topics, characters or places in the Star Wars universe that we should feature in season three, send them our way as well. And you can also reach us individually on Twitter. I'm at James16Matthews. And I'm at Wheeler underscore deals. And if you like this episode and this series, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice? Thank you for listening to Adam and I for another season. We'll be back at some point in the future for season three. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) don't know if we haven't quite planned when the date is
1: but 2026 we are coming back in 2026 <laughs> to discuss more of the incredible universe that is star wars but until then we'll see you next time on the moisture farm report